Welcome, Bow Lumineers, to another episode of Quest for Five, your guide to the enchanting world of Disney Lorcana. We're your hosts, I'm Faith, and with me is my co-host, Michael. And today we're going to talk about the news this week, first impressions playing with Rise of the Floodborne, and checking out the new organization playkit. Okay, so of course we have a lot of news this week with the release of Rise of the Floodborne, um, and with that came a DDoS attack that actually happened today, today of Monday. So um, it's, we're actually recording a few days after we normally do. Um, but the big news is uh, Lorcana or the Ravensburger site was selling product at MSRP. And there was an extensive queue to get in. I'd seen so many screenshots with like tens of thousands of people waiting in queue. Um, but eventually they tweeted... Uh, quote, today we at Ravensburger experienced an extremely large DDoS or distributed denial of service attack, which severely disrupted the launch of Disney Locana Rise of the Floodborne. Our team has worked extremely hard to solve this problem over the course of the day, but unfortunately this has not been possible. As of now, we are officially ending our website sales of Disney Locana Rise of the Floodborne. While we are not able to offer more specific details at this time, we want to apologize to consumers who had a negative experience during our launch today. We truly appreciate your support and are committed to improving your experience of future launches. So a few things I think we can take away from this. One, um, that just in general sucks. Um, a lot of people had the opportunity to maybe get product at mark or at um, the reasonable MSRP MSRP value um, and they got screwed out of it because hackers decided to target their website uh, for whatever reason um, unfortunately this also means that this is the um, second set in a row that Ravensburgers launch kind of just shit the bed uh, which is not a good look but also I mean, if you look at Digimon, they had it just, like, it was just as bad. So I think we can give them some grace, although I see a lot of people on, like, Reddit uh, just going after Ravensburger, saying how this is just going to, you know, kill the game, blah, blah, blah. But I think those voices are always ring loudest because they, they just like to be the last person in the room. Um, sure, this affects some people's experience, but in the long run, I think Lorcana is going to be just fine. In other news, there's an official Discord from the Lorcana team where announcements will be coming first. So if you want things quicker than anyone else, you should join the Discord. There are community spaces for English, German, and French speakers, dedicated help spaces for new players in deck building, and lots more. It's a great place to get a sense of like community and help. I tested it out by asking for some feedback on my new villain deck and got some great deck building advice that I wanted to share with you. Uh, the advice I got from the user was, um, and this this is a person who had extensive experience playing Magic the Gathering, whereas my previous experience with TCGs was Pokemon, uh, they said that you don't need to put four of every card in play. Ideally, you only want three or even two for cards that you only want to see once per game. So think of it like this. Cards you're putting in four times, you really need to see it, and you don't mind seeing multiple copies of this. As you play, maybe these are this is where your like strategy like core relies on, and so those will have four times the number. Uh, you'll put in three for I want to see this once a game consistently. You'll put in two for your tech cards that you only want to see sometimes. Ideally, they're also inkable, so you don't waste cards if the tech isn't needed that uh, that round. 
And then finally, um, these cards don't exist yet, but uh, the cards that you only put in one of would be searchable cards. So, like I said, they don't have them yet, but when you do, you know, only include one copy of those. So that would be like search the deck for um, a a villain card or search the deck for a Maleficent. Isn't there a card like that, though, that says draw until you find a character? It's not until you find a character. You just draw four. I can't remember which card it is, but you draw four cards looking for a specific character or looking for a character and you show the card if you found it. Otherwise, you put the four cards at the bottom of your deck. Mm, okay. This would be search the deck until you find the card. That would be the difference. Mm. Uh, which Pokemon is just absolutely loaded with those cards. Um, uh, we'll also be including a link to the official Discord in our show notes today. Um, and then finally, in other news, when the Discord went live... There was also a video from the co-creator Ryan Millen, uh, Miller excuse me, with two new pieces of information. The first being uh, about production capacity. He stated that Ravensburger has drastically increased their production capacity, and this is an important point that they will consistently keep a close eye on. So again, reassurance that they understand that this game is way more popular than they thought it would be, and that they will continue to try and ensure there is enough cards in circulation for people to actually continue playing, because... As they've stated so many times, they care much more about the players than they do uh, collecting. The second bit of information from them regarding the booster box security, uh, he showed that Ravensburger has acknowledged that the original packaging for the first chapter with the zip strips were not effective enough. Uh, as an interim solution, they added on water safe uh, or, or wafer seals, the same ones we've seen on the first chapter of restock, uh, which will be on reprints of the first chapter and the Rise of the Floodborne booster boxes. And starting with the third set, all booster boxes will be shrink-wrapped to improve booster box security. Hmm. Alright, so we're going to talk about the the organized play kit, or OP kit, uh, for Rise of the Floodborne. Uh, there's a lot of information to go over here, so I'm going to try and condense this as best we can. So, support items for this season will include the instruction booklet, three league posters, one for each round. This is where they record, like, how many points you've earned each time you play. Uh, the three sticker sheets used to track your points. And the special item for this kit is the 24 Disney Lorcana table tents that we had previously mentioned that what I kind of made fun tents? of. Uh, it's like little, oh, little like, actual like tents that you mm -hmm. set on the table that you can write your name on. Mm. Yeah. The league prizes, though, uh, the round prizes include 32 Minnie Mouse Wide Eye Diver promo cards. Uh, and these are all going to be promo cards. Uh, but the 32 Bucky Squirrel Squeak Tutor cards, 32 Robin Hood Capable Fighter, 64 Cinderella Knight in Training, 6 Winnie the Pooh Honey Wizard promo pins, <gasps> <laughs> and I, 6 Rapunzel we... Gifted Artist pins. If we don't get a honey wizard pen, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's only six of them. So maximize your chances by showing up every weekend. I will cry if we don't get that pin. That one is so cute and I want him. We will do our best. We got all three pins this week, th this yes. time though. I was gonna so. mention that next. We did manage to get um, the uh, from the first set the Lorcana pin, the, the Scar Fiery Upriser pin, and the Ariel. I don't know what. Uh, what her like subtitle was but yeah we got those pins and we got a lore counter which i was really excited about 
because um, yeah, nice it's kind of just those lore counters are like way more solidly built than mm-hmm. i thought they could they they're like be. the spinner like it doesn't move easily like i thought it was gonna move easily and it was like gonna like mess loose. up your points but mm-hmm. it's actually like pretty sturdy and it's like thick too yeah uh it feels well made um and i would definitely like if i was out traveling and i just like didn't want to have my phone on me or whatever um definitely would be relying on that i think that we agree too if we get two of them then we'll just stop using our phone yeah to do it because that's just so much easier and Mm -hmm. i like the way they look they're like small and yeah yeah uh season prizes though uh are eight disney lorcana logo pins and six lore counters so that's all like the stuff that like stores get to give out yes so this is everything this is this op kit is what stores are given to then give out Mm -hmm. to their players so Um, basically we need to show up so we can get that pin Yes, that's exactly what this is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you know, they also include a kit, uh, a, a mention in this kit that stores are the ones who are used to working with their local players. And so sometimes these rules are going to be a little different because they want it to fit what works for their area. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lorcana uh, gives that space for local game stores to kind of customize um, like some of the rules and decide how things go. So... The OP kit also includes some um, clarifications or like FAQs talking about like what league play is. Um, how is it different than Lorcana? Um, or how is, this, how is league play different from tournament play? And I'll highlight that actually. The Disney Lorcana League emphasizes fun and community over competition and winning. I think that's a key part. Mm-hmm. It's like they just want you to show up and have fun. Stop emphasizing so much about like playing the meta deck. Um, that is what the tournaments are for. Um, take organized play as an opportunity to experiment and try out new things. Um, league play takes place over 12 weeks and is designed for casual play and collectors. Players collect points, win or lose by participating in Disney Lorcana matches, best two of three games, and points can also be earned through Lorcana related activities such as teaching someone how to play Lorcana. Um, and then prizes are awarded to most or all league participants. Top finishers receive a small additional prize. Um, I also thought it was cool. I don't know if you heard this, but last time when we were there, she said that you get a point for wearing a Disney clothing item. Yeah, that's one and of the I custom that rules that so our local cute. game store has. Yeah. Um, also, so was this like organized play the end of the 12 weeks yes. for us? Is there more? Yeah, this is, they, this is what the new organized plays. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, but do they take a break or do they just... Um, our store is doing a, like a one weekend kind of break. Is that what's like this weekend? This yeah, Saturday? the weekend following Thanksgiving. Okay, so this week, like this Saturday. It will not count. It as, will not count. Okay, um, but they're starting the 12 weeks over again. The, yes. That, okay. The following week. Okay. I don't think you would last going break without going to league. No. <laughs> Um, so it gives best practices for running league. Pick four to six hour time frame, one day per week for people to play. Participants can drop in anytime during this window. Four to six hours. Um, well, yeah, because you just stay there until you get your 10 points, then you're good to leave because that's mm-hmm. the most you can get. Um, our store does what? 11, 12, one, two and a half hour time slots. Um, I feel like it would be longer, but Saturday afternoons are already reserved for magic. Um, and so there's like a mm. half hour break in between Lorcana before magic starts. So they, yeah. they wouldn't be able to do. And I this think whole thing. the two and a half hours 
don't know. I feel like that's a solid time. I think if we were there any longer, first of all, I think I would die of hunger. And well, <laughs> yes. but uh, it's barely enough because we're playing larger person games, that's, and so we barely true. get our ten points in for the week. That's true. I guess in that sense, yeah. But I feel like if we're doing like the three player and two player games, it feels like a solid sure. amount. The six player game we played. I do not necessarily want to do that again. Yeah, I think we're kind of getting burnt out on those. The most I wanted to do anymore is like four, I think. That just took so long. Mm -hmm. And it just, anything more than the four person, it just gets too hard to see what's going on. Exactly. Like, you can't really see the end of the table to the other players to, like, actually decide what you want to do. Yeah. And plus, everybody uses their, um, like, damage counters differently, and it just gets so confusing in in a game of six. Mm-hmm. Um, they also note that while playing matches is important, players should be encouraged to participate in different activities. And I'm kind of curious what different activities they were thinking when they when they included that. Hmm. Um, yeah, maybe it just means like trading and, and deck building and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Lorcana League structure. A league round is four consecutive weeks of play and activities. A league season consists of three consecutive league rounds or 12 weeks total. Ooh, so, wait, okay, say that again. Uh, a league season consists of three consecutive league rounds, so 12 weeks total. Each round is uh, uh, four weeks. Okay. Um, customers sign up for your league, then play games and participate in other activities to earn league points. Prizes are awarded to most of the participants. Those with the most points in a given round are given a modest additional prize. Um, I don't know if that's different. I can't remember if that's different from the first OP kit. And if it is, I don't know if our, our local game store is going to include that because everyone gets the 10 points. So I don't know. Without I think it being it, tournament style, they can't really decide who's the top. I think it's determined because like it said, you get points from playing, but you also get points from like wearing Disney clothes and helping people learn the game and all of that. So I think those points also determine. Right, but we're capped at 10. So nothing past 10 counts. So there's no way for them to actually determine... Who were the top players for? Oh, they draw names out of a hat. Well, that's different. So this is saying every week you get an additional, the top player gets an additional prize. Oh. The drawing the name out of the hat was how they determined um, yeah, who at gets the like four the week pins. mark. Okay. That was at the end of a round, not well, the maybe, end of a day. Maybe if they did do that, they'll do. Maybe yeah. if they did do that, they would do. Which like is, drawing names again. Yeah, which is where I think these new Minnie Mouse, Bucky, Robin Hood, and Cinderella cards come into play. Is they're increasing the number of cards so that at the end of uh, that day they can give out those cards. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Also, do like do the stores get to pick out which characters they give for promo cards? Like not necessarily. Like I know that they send them them, but do they get to pick out like at the end of this four weeks we're gonna do this guy? Like, oh, or do like they, like, have a, the yeah, or, like, do um, they have a set order? I don't, uh, let's get, let's read through this promo kit and see. Okay. Um, participants play casual matches with other league players and or participate in other, oh, I already read this. Um, participants earn points for match play and activities. These points are tracked on a league poster using stickers, which we know one point is one sticker. Um, promo cards and pens are awarded at the end of each league round, and at the end of three rounds of league play, season prizes and any remaining round prizes are awarded. So, we are halfway through the OP kit now. Um, also, would like to add that I just thought of. Um, I thought it was really cool that on Saturday, 
um, I can't remember his name. I think of Orion. a leprechaun. Yep. Every time I think of a leprechaun, every time somebody says his name. Okay. It just sounds very Irish. Mm, okay. Anyways, um, he hasn't been there for a while, mm. and she gave him like a stack of stuff, and she was like, "Your name was drawn a few times when you weren't here, and so we just said to Simon saved it for you." And I just thought that was really cool. Nice. I don't know if you heard that, but yeah, I did. It was mm-hmm. nice of them. All right, and then continuing with the OP instructions, um, Disney Okana League Rise of the Floodborn. Before beginning the league season, set aside the Delorcana logo pens and lore counters. So this just tells the store how to um, set up for it. It reviews again what the promo cards are um, at the end of each round of league play. Ah, here we go. At the end of each round of league play, so each four-week period, award eight Minnie Mouse promo cards, eight mm. Bucky promo cards, eight Robin Hood promo cards. So they do have, like, an order they have to go in. Yes, but it's those same cards at the end of each four-week period. So, does that make sense? No. I thought, because the way, is it different than what they were doing originally then? I don't, I, again, I don't know what's different from the first OP kit, but the way our store did it was all of like um, all the Mickey Mouse cards were given out at the end yeah. of the last uh, round. Whereas this one is saying give out some of each of the promo cards yeah. each round. So it's saying like the three characters get because the way they do it right now is they give everybody just like one of the three characters. And then the next four weeks they give another one of the characters and that yeah, sounds they're like a specific character for each round. Whereas yeah. this one, they are saying, give out some of each of the characters yeah, okay. at each round. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So continuing with at the end of each four-week period, count the number of stickers awarded to each participant and record those numbers in the total column. Participants with the most points in league round winners choose... Uh, uh, excuse me, let me repeat that. The participant with the most points is the league round winner and chooses two different promo cards if there is a tie for first place randomly select one of the tied first place finishers to choose the two cards randomly award all other participants who earned at least three league points this round one promo card save any remaining promo cards to award at the end of the league season then award these pins two winnie the pooh honey wizard promo pins and two rapunzel gifted artist promo pins the winner of this round is league play is awarded one pin from of their choice if there is a tie for first place randomly select one of the tied first place finishers to select their choice of pin, then award the other three pins at random to three different remaining league players who earned at least three points. If there are any remaining pins, save them to award at the end of the league season. At the end of the league season, so all 12 weeks of play, award the third round prizes as described above, then award the season prizes, which include the lore counters, um, award lore counters to the six participants with the most points, uh, Disney Lorcana logo pens, randomly award logo pens to participants who earned at least eight total points during the league season. Um, remaining round prizes, if there are any round prizes or league sign-up promos, Cinderella Night in Training, left over, randomly award them to players who earned at least eight points during the league season. If you still have round prizes left over, give them out randomly to Lorcana participants with fewer than eight points. Getting into the final bit of it, earning Lorcana League points. One of the key differences between league play and tournaments is the different ways players can earn points towards prizes. Here's a list of suggested Lorcana League activities and points to be awarded. Keep track of these points by adding point stickers to the league poster whenever points are earned, max of 10 points per week. So 
stores are all required to award points as follows. One for signing up for a round, two points for winning a match, and one point for losing a match. Now, the recommended point awards are teach someone how to play Lorcana in the store, two points. Bring someone new to play in League, one point. Mm. Other options they recommend are wear something with favorite animated Disney character on it, play a theme deck such as one featuring specific character cards or classifications. Again, that's them encouraging. Like uh, different strategies. Do it for fun. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for the meta. Yeah, like your like villain decks and stuff like yeah. that. There's a lot of them listed, but a couple of them are Paradigm Shift, have two characters with shift in play. Embrace the Flood, have two Floodborne characters in play. Oh, look at that. Trying to encourage them or players to use Floodborne cards. Um, treasures Untold, play two items in one turn. That's Ooh, really easy. That, oh, yeah. Especially if you have like the ones that say like pay one less ink for an item this turn here's a couple of fun ones though the great illuminary snack bar have three cards of food in the image cute or out past midnight have three different cinderellas in play is that why um people like the people that are working come over and kind of just like look at what cards no, you they're have just hanging oh. out. okay our store only does uh the required ones and then giving an extra point for um uh, wearing uh, mm. Disney apparel. Okay. They just come over because they're curious and they want to okay. watch. Um, a warrior and their dragon have Rhea and Sisu in play. A gathering of sorcerers have Merlin and Madame Mim in play. Um, and there's a bunch of other ones like have Hercules Pain and Panic in play. Um, and then Basil Haram, Flaversham and Mister Miss Ju- uh, Judson in play. Get a clue. So um, a lot of those are like Again, theme your decks to get extra points. And that is it for the Disney uh, Rise of the Floodborne OP kit. All right, Faith, what was your first impressions of playing with Rise of the Floodborne? Um, well, my, like, the first, like, cards that I played with, we got um, starter decks. And so I played with the um, steel purple. What's that color called? Amethyst. Yeah. Played with Steel Amethyst, and I didn't love it just because I didn't know the cards well enough. Like, I think if I mix, like, some of them in with the ones I know, it would be better. Um, But I didn't love that, and I think it was just a little bit too simple for me. Like, the starter decks are meant for people that haven't, like, been playing. Yeah, haven't experienced the game. Yeah, so I think it was just, like, a little too boring. And there wasn't, like, a lot of, like, things. So I, like, shifting my characters and, like having them like all interact with each other type of thing um and that one just didn't really do that and i didn't i don't know didn't love it but i think if i went through them and took the ones that i think would be fun and like cards i already know how to play and stuff then i think it would be better but yeah and for me i just thought it was fun to play with the new cards and see some new strategies coming out um i definitely want to make the statement now that i don't think that resist is broken uh, like, there was some speculation leading up to prior uh, release of Floodborne. Um, I think that it is entirely manageable and is not as, like, it's a good, it adds to a really strong defense, but it doesn't make it so impossible to take out characters. Um, and that, uh, and I use that... Um, and I say that because I was able to play with Mouse Armor and Cinderella Knight in training and having those resist stack 
I still didn't think it was like all that good. Oh, last week we went through our like just all of our cards. Went through we spent like what three hours going <laughs> through all of our cards, and um, we want to collect one of each card and just have it in a binder, just like say we like collected all of them too. Um, so we did that, and we took all of our cards that like. We're just like bolt cards that we weren't going to use and that we already had enough of and we set them in a stack and we took them to organize play with us and we just let people pick through it and take the ones they want um and they were all very appreciative and stuff so it was just nice yeah and they even gave us um like the we're only missing six we were missing six cards prior to the last organized play and they're like rares and legendary or super rares and legendaries and at the end, uh, people were, like, looking through their decks to try and give us their, like, cards that um, they had extras of uh, from those legendaries and super rares that we were still looking for. Um, and they were just willing to hand those over just because we were so, like, sharing of our cards and we weren't trying to, like, resell or anything. So um, I'm definitely liking the community, that community feel that's, like, popping up around um, Orkana, uh, especially at our local game store. It's yeah. even people like who don't show up every week that are still being super generous. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of not showing up, our game store told us that there are lots of people coming in and buying cards in our area, but they won't show up to actually play. And the thing is, our store gives you a discount in buying cards and other products if you show up and play on Saturday. And they were charging almost... Um, I don't know. They had a few dollars markup. I can't remember. Maybe I like five dollars or something. I think they were like card packs for like ten dollars each is what they were doing them, and we were getting them for like eight fifty or something. Eight. Eight. eight yeah. Yeah, so a few dollars markup, and people were still like, mm, no, it's not worth like showing up. And it's like drives me crazy because I'm like, man, we could have so many more people actually showing uh, like to play with and like meet and hang out if they would just like actually show up to organize play. Mm -hmm. It's uh, just disappointing, especially because we live in a smaller area. Um, so we already have like a very limited number of people to actually play this game with. Um, so yeah, it was just yeah. disappointing. And I think it's, I just like the fact that we have also like made friends going that we like yeah. talk to and like hang out outside of it and like just support each other. And I think that, going to league is a lot more than just bringing a deck and playing like you meet a lot of people and i'm i don't know like it's a small town we both don't have a ton of friends that have the same interests as we do and so meeting people that like to play games is great mm -hmm. yep it's just disappointing uh hopefully like hopefully some of them do decide to check it out here within like this new organized play season and we'll see um Overall, first impressions, uh, we, so here's the thing, we drove to, um, we drove to the nearby city, Spokane, to pick up some cards, and we managed to get nine packs, and hilariously, at our local store, we managed to get, like, 12, 12 packs, 12 um, plus and the, the starter decks, um, and so, we ended up getting, and these are all Rise of the Floodborne packs, so we got... Again, super lucky. And we also decided that we cannot keep spending money like this uh, every time cards are available. So at this point, we have a booster box worth. 
and we're just gonna sit back and only collect the cards. Like, there's still a list of cards we want, but we're gonna sit back and just collect the cards that are given to us at the end of each round instead of um, instead of buying because we've we've got plenty mm. um, to play with, and we also want other people to find it, and hopefully those aren't scalpers. Um, but we also just cannot keep spending that kind well, of yeah, money. I think we agreed that um, we weren't going to buy first chapter cards anymore. Yeah. Because we don't need them, and we don't think it's worth buying those cards to only get, like, three that we need that are, like, legendaries. Yeah. So we were just going to, like, see if we can trade and stuff. But, yeah, with the this one, we got the Nine Spokane 14 at League. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> so many. We do not need any more. Yeah, we have plenty need to buy of cards, and also we have plenty of cards now that we can easily trade with other people for mm-hmm. the cards that we specifically want, because other people don't have as much stock in the local area, so we can just mm-hmm. say, we've got these cards, we've got rares, whatever, and we are little in trade, like there are even comments I'm looking for, so I'd be happy to hop, probably trade trade down um, the rarity scale for those. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, the one more thing I wanted to mention about organized play because we were doing first impressions of organized play together in, in this section here. But we got the Mickey Mouse promo card and the Ariel pin. Um, I think. Wait, did we already mention that? I don't know. Anyways, I'm super excited because that means we've got the three pins and we've got the three promo cards so far from last uh, Mickey Mouse pin. Here. No, or a uh, Mickey Mouse card and the Ariel pin. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you said pin. I was really confused. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And then you got your little dice, or dice, the lore, lore tracker. Yeah, we got mm-hmm. a lore tracker. Yeah. Um, so much product. Yeah, and we got, um, I think it was like four packs of the first chapter yeah, for the, it being... The, oh, yeah, for it being the end of the Yeah, the and then we got, she told us we could pick between first chapter or second chapter for our free pack at the end, and we went with second, because we just got four first chapter ones. Yeah, so we had a lot, we opened... A lot of cards. And the first four packs we opened of Rise of the Floodborne made the picture. Made the Minnie Mouse picture, Mm -hmm. which the chances of that are crazy. Also, we've had just crazy good luck. We have pulled, pulled, like, at least six legendary cards out of these packs. Yeah. There's been so... more than six, actually, yeah. There's been, like, we pulled two Alice in Wonderland, like, the Alice, whatever she is. She's a, a... legendary though like we pulled so many we have gotten in like two of those mufasas mm-hmm. like it's insane we had crazy good luck yeah let's hope it continues um but speaking of cards let's talk about our cards of the week uh mine is a tough tie between jafar dreadnought and Ma- the item card mouse armor so jafar dreadnought is a four play cost, three strength, four willpower. It's a shift two on top of another character named Jafar. And its ability is now where we're we? during your turn, whenever this character banishes another challenge character in a challenge, you may draw a card. And oh my god, getting this out as soon as the fourth round started, and this is a steel card, by the way. Getting this card out as soon as the game started and being able to take out everyone else's... Like, we, I used this card in the six-player game to take out, like, uh, much lower uh, mm-hmm. strength characters. And it was so nice to finally be able to, like, build up draw power in, a, in my Steel Ruby deck. 
Um, this card just came in handy so much in just building up my hand. At one point, I think in my hand, I had like 11 cards because I just kept getting like Jafar Dreadnought and Cinderella Knight in training, which when you play her, you also get to draw a card. It was so nice. Um, and it was so, it, it was tied so closely with Mouse Armor, which is a two play cost uninkable. Its ability is protection, which is exert. Chosen character gains resist plus one until the start of your next turn. And this card was perfect in combination with literally everything. Um, <laughs> protecting Jafar so that he could just keep on like taking out characters um, and letting me draw more. And then also um, when people started playing cards that could uh, take out uh, readied characters, I would put I could put the mouse armor onto that character and that I had just played while their ink was drying and let them try to survive long enough for me to actually get to play them. And resist was just enough to dissuade some players from actually targeting my uh, my mat. And it was, it was just so nice to add this extra element of, of strategy um, and being able to keep my cards in longer just because of this like resist. It was just, like I said, just enough to like have someone choose to target someone else sometimes, mm -hmm. and it just came in perfect. Faith, um, what's yours? My card of the week is Ursula Power Hungry. I think she's been my card of the week before because she's so great. She definitely has. Uh-huh. Um, she's a... I can never remember the name for purple. Amethyst. Amethyst, okay. She's Amethyst. I'm going to get you a little key card Shut that up. has, like, all the symbols <laughs> and, like, the colors <laughs> and... Yeah. Um, but she's a seven play cost and not inkable, but she has an eight defense, which is why I love her so much. She only has a two attack, but her eight defense makes up for it. And she has three lore and her ability is it's too easy. When you play this character, each opponent loses one lore. You may draw a card for each one lore lost that way. That like, I like that. I, again, I pick cards because I think they're pretty and I like the characters. I don't really go for strategy. She is one of my favorite, just like the like image on it and everything. I don't know. Love her. And I got to play her and because Michael was a butthole and wiped my whole characters away. I had like six out there and he played to be prepared and I was so upset. And then I drew her and the doctor, like the seven play cost one, and then just quested for six lore and then i beat him and i felt so good <laughs> ah, you do have a lot of luck when it comes to uh, that doctor facility and uh, the the agent provocateur i think is, mm. is that one yeah but love ursula and i only had one but when we got our cards this week, the four for the end of um the 12 weeks i got another one so now i have two of her let me guess, and that's going straight to your deck. It already is in there. It's got my sleeve on it and everything. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and the card of the week um, was a card played by me, chosen by Faith. It was Aladdin Heroic Outlaw. Um, I don't have the card in front of me, but the, the reason it was card of the week is its ability, which when you banish an opposing character, you gain two lore and that player loses two lore. And we picked it because it just consistently delayed every game it gets dropped into. Like, the girl we were playing against, I think, was at, like, 17, and he just kept playing that card. And it got her down to, like, 
15 and then he wiped my board and then i came with my ursula and i ended up winning but yeah he delayed her from winning for like seven rounds Mm -hmm. i delayed it for a while longer yeah and i i got really lucky in that game i actually drew three heroic outlaws and every time one got deleted like or one got banished i was able to play the next one and so i was able to consistently just uh keep the players down and keep building mine because i was in dead last and i made a pretty significant yeah you made a good comeback yeah that one was a really good game that was probably the best comeback i have ever had in a game of lorcana um so i was thrilled with that and that was our three-player game Mm -hmm. that one was really fun yeah and so for that reason aladdin heroic outlaw uh not only is card of the week will but will continue to be the um uh, the the main card in my assault deck, uh, which is Ruby Steel, and is all about attacking the other players and gaining lore through uh, banishing their characters. Uh, card that card is essential for that strategy. All right, and we are opening Rise of Floodborne packs now. Our local store switched to giving these as the weekly award for playing. Okay. First up, we got Rapunzel Sunshine. Sunshine? That's her sub. Oh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Doctor, yeah, the Doctor's Suave Opportunist. Opportunity. I'm okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> Panic. Fidget. I don't think we have him yet. I don't think so either. Nice. Yes! Another James. Mm. Love him. He has, like, the same ability as, like, Grandma Tala when, like, um... Yeah, she, he's a little he, bit stronger, isn't he? Yeah. Like, when he's banished, you put a card into your inkwell. He is a four-play cost and not inkable, but he is a two-lore, and he's a three-and-three, three, so... Oh, not inkable. Mm. Okay. So, because he's stronger and has the same ability as Grandma Tala, they decided to make him uninkable because Grandma Tala is inkable, mm-hmm. so you can just decide to... Put her straight into the inkwell instead of trying yeah. to put her on down first. Also, James, I think, is probably one of the best Disney dads, so. Hmm. Again, I choose cards because I like them, not because they're necessarily good for my deck. I don't really care. Um, a Hercules hero in training. Cheshire Cat, always grinning. Hmm, I don't think I've seen, like, we haven't had him yet either. Nope, that's the first of that one. Um, Blue Fairy. Rewarding good deeds. Snow White, unexpected house guest. Cute! Oh my gosh, you pay one less ink to play a Seven Dwarfs character. Love that. I don't think we have her yet. Honest John, not that honest. Oh my gosh, whenever you play a Flumboard character, each opponent loses one lore. Yeah, oh. I really. Uh, what what color was he? Um, hot red. Yeah, so I really wanted to put that in my assault deck, but there were so many cards in there that were storyborn mm. um, that it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, this one I have in, I think I put in one of mine and I wanted another one of him. It's Arthur, Wizard's Apprentice. Um, whenever this character quests, you may return another chosen character of yours to your hand to gain two lore. So okay, you have a character that's almost taken out, just pop them back in your hand and get two lore for it. 
We have a Jafar Royal Vizier. 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 Okay. And it's a foil. Nice. So, that was the first one. Stand by. Okay. Okay, we have a hold still. Fairy Godmother. Pure Heart. What Did You Call Me? Gaston. Scheming Suitor. Rabbit. Reluctant Host. Let the Storm Rage On. That's the first one of that one. Mm -hmm. And that one is a card that I really need in my deck. Mm -hmm. Donald Duck. Perfect Gentleman. Merlin Goat. I think this, I put, I think I have like three of him at my... Because when you play this character, when he leaves play, gain one lore. Yeah. Um, Gaston. Not even gonna try. I'm not, I'm not even gonna try. You're gonna make fun of me. <laughs> okay. Baritone Bully? Is that what that one is? I, I can't see the card. Okay, well, I'm not gonna show you because if it's wrong, I don't want you to make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Maurice's Workshop. Merlin Shapeshifter and Minnie Mouse Zipping Around. That one's cute. It is a very cute card. Stay tuned for more tips, strategies, and updates in our future episodes. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and follow us on social media at Quest for Five Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, and TikTok. Thank you for joining us on Quest for Five. Until next time, keep summoning, questing, and may your inkwells never run dry.